Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are examining, studying, talking about uh, the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. Uh, one of the most profound letters in all of the New Testament. And we're in the first chapter, and we're actually spending a good bit of time over just these opening verses, the first dozen or so verses, because there's so much to be gleaned from here. And reading it from different English translations give little nuances to things, all of which are true, okay? And so I, uh, we're going to start with the seventh verse again, which we've gone over three, four times already. But we need to do this to set the context for where we're going, which is really the 10th and 11th verse today. So here, uh, and this is out of the English Standard this morning, uh, verse 7 of the first chapter. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ Jesus as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. And the ESV at the end of the 10th verse right there puts a period and stops it. Uh, Other translations don't do that. Uh, Listen to what the King James does with verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. And so the in him is tied in the 10th verse in the New American Standard and the ESV. The in him kicks off the 11th verse and says, in him we have obtained. Uh, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. And I know it's sort of hard to visualize this, you know, just audibly. <clears throat> but the uh, we see this in love and in him, we see these things throughout this first chapter right here that are related back to what was just spoken, but also related to what he's about to say. And both are valid interpretations. Both are valid translations. So it is in Christ, it is in the Lord Jesus Christ, that at some point in time, everything's united in him, things in heaven and things on earth. What he did for us, according to the, the divine counsel and divine mystery of God's will was the purpose that he had set forth in Christ, that in the fullness of time, that all things will be united in him. That has positionally taken place already. When he died upon the cross, when he came and he offered himself, positionally that is occurring. We are living out the balance of time to when the time is coming when everything will be in him, okay? Now, we're going to pick up verse 11. Listen to this. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Verse 12. So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And you remember that phrase, to the praise of his glory, that we've seen before, to the praise of the glory of his grace. 
So we see some profound things here, folks. It's in Christ that we have obtained an inheritance. Now remember, he's writing to those who believe. They're true believers. And true believers have an inheritance. The inheritance is in Christ. It is obtained in Christ. That obtaining has come about because the Lord, next part of the phrase, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things. There is a predestined element to that. And there again, here comes that phrase that everybody gets so bent out of shape over, right? And sometimes we just want to throw these things out and throw them away. But we've already seen the phrase before in verse 5, predestined as uh, sons that have been adopted. Verse 4 says that we were chosen. So you see this uh, thing of being called, of being elect, of being chosen, of being predestined. Uh, all through the New Testament. What I'm amazed about, and you know, I've shared the story several times, but it bears repeating here real quick. Uh, when I was in college, there was a, a group of people, and you know, they were believers. They were they were godly people. They were extremely zealous evangelistically, but zealous evangelistically uh, to sort of their pet doctrine of the moment. And I remember this one guy. I wish I could remember his name. I can sort of visualize him right now. But hey, folks, it's been more than forty years, right? <laughs> And I remember one day he sort of lovingly accosted me on the street uh, of the campus where we were. And I would see him all the time. I mean, you know, we, we were friends, more than acquaintances. And uh, he, he just looked at me and says, do you believe in predestination? And he was just so wound about it. And because he didn't really believe in predestination. You know, that was sort of his background. It was actually sort of my background also. Churches didn't talk about it. They didn't want to speak about it because they didn't know what the scripture said about it. I mean, and I looked at him and I went, well, you know, it's in the Bible everywhere. You know, what? we're 20 or 21 years old, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And, but he was just so wound and so zealous because he was trying to rationalize in his mind, you know, what the Bible said. And he had a surface understanding of it. But he didn't really dig in to see the totality of what the Scripture says about it. We would just do well just to read what the Scripture says and says, you know what? It says right here that in Christ we've attained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. There is a purpose that the Lord has has done and is doing within each one of us individually. Later on in the second chapter, we're going to see, that the Lord determined before the foundation of the earth, before he spoke anything into existence, he determined the very work that he desires for us to do today. Okay, the work to do today, the thing he wants us to do today. And people, they get so react to that in a negative sense. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll believe that God created everything, but we don't believe that he has the power to do that and that he actually did that. And that he knew that before the foundations of the earth. That really just gives us insight into who God is, folks. It is an amazing thing. And so he's predestined according to his purpose. You know, and he's mentioned that already a couple of times. According to the purpose of his will. The counsel of his will. Now that is interesting. We may get into that a little later, okay? Again, in verse 11, listen to this. In him we have attained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will, King James says, the counsel of his own will. So does that mean that God's talking to himself, that he's checking with himself? Well, in a manner of speaking, yeah, because what you see here is a picture 
of that wondrous mystery of the divine Godhead, the three in one, and that Jesus and the Spirit and the Father were all involved, were all involved in this purpose that Christ would come to earth to redeem mankind, that they were all involved in this decision, even before the foundation of the earth. Boy, think about that for the balance of the day. Just take that before the Lord and see what he reveals to you. Now, real quick, verse 12. So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And he's saying this, you know, those of us who were among the first to believe this, that we would be to the praise of his glory and that he would work out all these things that he's already determined that he desires that he wants to do through us. He laid the foundation of what he purposed to do in Christ Jesus to redeem mankind and to reconcile man to the Father. Now he has predestined us to obtain an inheritance. We have that inheritance between now and when we receive the totality of that inheritance. There's marvelous things that he desires to do that he's already determined to do. He just needs our faithfulness, our abiding in him, (laughs) dare I say, our cooperation as believers. Well, again, I'm Dale. Take these things before the Lord. Go and read that first chapter of Ephesians again before you rest upon your night bed this evening and see what the Lord reveals to you. I'll see you later.